what she wanna do Lower to the grave, tell you like it is to your face, she don't play Every chick down for it all, know that she a boss No competition, no loss From the Midwest to the A, all them got you tuning in, no delay Ooh, get you right every time, keep you laughing on a dime Tell you truth, no lies, so you can live your best life Cover all topics, no limits, got some for your mama and your children No holding back, no gimmicks, coming on strong, get straight to business Oh yeah, what she wanna do Okay then. Hey, it's your girl Autumn, and I welcome you back to the Lit Life Podcast. Why well, I can't hear myself now? Hold on. Oh, there we go. And I welcome you back to the Lit Life Podcast, where I encourage you to live your life autonomously. We are up in this thing here, over here today. I just want to let y'all know, first of all, I need y'all to be proud of me because this is the second episode that I am recording this week. So we're going to start there. Okay. It was supposed to be a third. It's probably not going to happen. More than likely, it's not going to happen, but whatever. Um, so yeah, welcome. Uh, if you are watching, I was yelling when I, if you are watching, you see that I have a long lost guest on the Lit Life podcast. She was in the intro. Y'all was watching the intro. She was in the intro. We up in this thing. I was shouting her out over and over yesterday. I shouted you out probably about 20 times on my, uh, on the last episode. You did? It's Jay Book for sure, formerly known as. What up, what up, what up, Liddy Committee? I am. I don't um, even know if I got be... no Sorry. Can, can you hear me? Yeah, Am I being sorry. heard? Is, it, can, is this I, thing I, on? Is this thing it's on? It's on. Okay. Is that's, I'm tripping, per okay. usual. Did you check the chat? Did you check my chat while I'm introducing myself? What up, Liddy Committee? What's going on? It's your girl, Jay. I'm back in the building. It's been... How many? It's been how many? Like a year? Longer it's been than a that? long time. Is this better? I've been Is this, on, does this yeah, sound this better? better? Okay. All yeah, right. yeah. It was like it was yeah. super loud. It, it was a, yeah. It was yeah, starting to distort a little bit. That's why. Oh now you're good. You're good. Okay. But yeah, it's been a minute. I'm back in here. I'm very happy to be on the Lit Life podcast, and um, as always, hanging with my girl. But I talk to you every day, so it's not like. That I don't part. see you, but um, it is great to be on here talking about my favorite topic is 90s R&B. So, right, right. I think it's kind of both of ours. Like, I mean, I, I tell people all the time. So we have like kind of like this little music trio with me, you and Kyle. Mm-hmm. And like, he's such the hip hop head. Like, he's like the hip hop head. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, I'll be with I'll be with the hip hop, but he really, really, really with the hip hop. Right. But um. I think it's both of ours. I think that's just one thing that we've always clicked on. Like anytime we get to talking about music, it always leads us back to the night. Right. Like almost always. So when, and I, and y'all, I just really hope that my internet don't go out. Cause it's really been like Xfinity count your days. Xfinity <laughs> count your days. Like I'm so sick of this shit. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, uh, <laughs> um, it always leads back to the nineties. So, 
when Jay tuned in to uh, one of the earlier years that I did, you know, and we were talking about it and she was tweeting about it. And I was like, you might as well just come on, pick a year. And this is the year she picked. And so it's 1994. We about to go ahead and get into uh, to, to a decade of R&B in the year is 1994. But first, y'all already know why we here. Y'all already know what time it is. All right, it's the Shut the Fuck Up Award. It's everybody's favorite part of the show. I say that, and I don't even really know if that's everybody's favorite part of the show, but I I could just imagine, like, why wouldn't it be? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the highlight or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no reason for it not to be your favorite part of the show. But anyways, um, so the Shut the Fuck Up Award. So thank you to anyone that are returning listeners. And shout out to uh, Jay's Quick Threes crowd. Hopefully they're seeing this on their end. um, Because, you know, we didn't hook up some shit on StreamYard. We trying to. You know, be a little advanced. I mean, how we I could, got the how notification far we that both of us are, are live, so it's okay. working. All right, well, that's good. So um, so anyway, if you're not familiar with the Shut the Fuck Up Award, it is an award that you can give to a person. You could give it to a collective of people, a team, a group. You could give it to, I don't know, a building if you want to. I don't care, a dog, whatever. However you want to do that. (laughs) Uh, But today we're going to go, I mean, you know, a pet. Let me just say that. Um, So, yeah, let's get into it. So do you have one? I think I do have one. I do All have right, one. Let's go. I just recently let's hopped upon my timeline. Well, I kind of been dealing with this a little bit. Um, so, um, recently, I have rediscovered my love for the WNBA. Well, the mm-hmm. W, they call it the W now. I guess that's what the kids are calling it. But I grew up with the WNBA. Not grew up. I mean, I was a full adult. Whatever. We're not talking about my age here. The point is, <laughs> I didn't get back into the WNBA, right? And so I, I don't really, I tweet a lot, but my, my place right now is TikTok. I do a lot of TikToks, um, just pretty much putting whatever videos I make, and I put them on TikTok from my, from my podcast or YouTube videos. And I haven't gotten much, but when I'm looking through my algorithm and looking at different people's posts, whether it's ESPN or just women's sports or whatever kind of accounts when they're talking about the WNBA, it is always somebody. And I know it's probably bots, mostly bots, because they program them to say stuff. But it is it is alarming to me how many if they're not bots, how many men hate women it is just astounding to me because if you don't want to watch the WNBA, you don't want to watch these women play, then don't. But you don't have to be in the comments like, what happened today? Like Google, like, or watch the video. It tells you what happened today. Who won? How many people were there? Was it any fans there? Who is that? Nobody, you know, it's just like, why take your time to comment? And I find that under, you can pick any post about anything. The Aces just won. Shout out to the Aces. That's my team. The ace is just one. You can pick any post, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok. Somebody is under there, mainly a man or a bot, that is hating on it. And then today, I'm not going to – w- I was going to play it, but I'm not even giving him any shine. There's some guy. I don't know who he is. I never heard of him before, but it showed up on my timeline on Twitter. Excuse me. 
And he pretty much said how he hates the WNBA, how they don't have fans. They're not making money. Nobody wants to watch them like a whole rant. Like he, he doesn't care, but he went on this whole rant. Like somebody literally made him go to a WNBA game and sit there for hours. Like, I don't, I don't know what his beef is. Somebody must've turned him down for a date. I'm not sure. But he went on and on to say, he said, I, I guarantee you, you can pick the, what did he say? Any, um, he didn't say championship, whatever the high school boys win, what do they win? State championship, whoever wins, uh. like you can pick any state championship boys, high school team in America and they would wash the champions of the WNBA because women can't play. Like he went on this whole thing. So I so just want to tell was, him, go ahead. So he was just basically being a hoe. A, a whole hoe, like a large hoe. He's just mad. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's not getting any. I don't know if he tried to hit on somebody <laughs> when he was in high school. Because, you know, most men, not every, not every man, but most men that are like that, they come from a place of hurt. So at some point, and it could have been the kindergartner girl that never gave him a, a chance to you know, ride the slide with her. And he's held on to that for 45, 50 years. And now he hates all women. I don't know. I don't know what the cause is it, but it's not, he's not a happy person because you don't spend at least, I mean, it was a seven minute clip. I didn't watch all of it. Oh I watched two minutes, but I'm pretty sure it was longer than the seven minutes. You don't spend all that time talking about something that you don't like. You just don't, you don't talk about it. Maybe. Right. And he probably, you know, he spent the hour and a half editing it and everything. <laughs> that part doing the edits and everything. So for me, <laughs> I just want, I don't know what this man name is, but I, I actually, here's the thing before I say the final, you know, whatever, <laughs> shut up. Right. I did get somebody, I was on a, somebody's post on Instagram and somebody said something mad disrespectful about my team. So I wasn't going to say anything, but then I was like, do you feel better now that you've said that? Like, does that right. make your day better? You got it right? off your chest. You good now. Right. On Instagram, using my private account, my personal account. Right. Because I'm not really on my podcast account that much. But on my bio for my personal account, it says, check out my podcast. This man went to my podcast account and put how I'm struggling, how my podcast is not doing good. How <laughs> oh I my need. God. And I was like, well, thank you for the engagement because you just helped me with, you know, post it on my post. So thank you. Well, I guess you need it. And I was like, maybe. Thanks. I appreciate it. That is ridiculous. This is miserable people. Like you hate women so bad that you you go look at my profile, see that it's private, see that I have a link, click on that link, go to my page, find a post that I made to make a comment. Like I'll show her. Right. Thanks. No, you actually helped me. Please hate right. watch my YouTube is what I would really like because I would like my numbers to, to continue to grow. I appreciate that. Right. Exactly. So, him. And all the other men out there, for whatever reason, I don't even know why. Like, if you don't like it, just don't watch it. But for him and everybody else that hate women and hate women in sports, shut the fuck up forever. That's like it. forever. You know, it was crazy when I played football. I got all types. I can imagine. Of, oh I can my imagine. god! I would I would meet guys and they would like I would tell them that I'm play football and they would literally just like completely turn it could be like a a, a like a, a angry 
or it could be like just that they're completely turned off as feminine as I've always been. Like I have never, I dressed like a tomboy at some point in time and I still could pull it off. Okay. I don't know what it, what it is, but they, they, they hated it. They'll watch the lingerie league though. Well, let's not I mean, get it. Let's not get a twist. Right. You exactly. Know why they're watching it. <laughs> so my shut the fuck up award Actually, this is a repeat offender from over the past couple of weeks, to be honest. I usually don't do that. But what what are you? Let me just ask you this. You're scrolling Twitter, boom, whatever, laughing, giggling. What you going to do when you get that phone call, when somebody just randomly, like, video chats you from, from Twitter? Me? Yeah. I mean, I don't answer people that I know video call so why would I answer somebody on Twitter? Like I, I mean, unless I'm it's just ready like for that. my whole thing is—is is that a real thing? Yes, you didn't see it. You didn't see the. I heard people so, talking about it, but I thought it was just like you know how Twitter makes stuff up. It's happening. What? So any- so they're going. So they're going to they're going to cut circles. Is it circles? Yeah, they're going spaces. to cut spaces. They have. Oh, no, but wait. they have the circles too. Remember, like you can oh, have a private have circle of people, people that you. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, so that's so going away. Okay, I guess the spaces are going to stay because you know, like the celebrities and stuff be using those. So oh, that yeah. it makes sense for him to keep that. But you're doing all this when all we asked for was fleets back. I don't understand the majority <laughs> of people that I know. We at first fleets was like we was like man, this some old knockoff ig type whatever and then we kind of got comfortable with it and it was fun y'all liked when they had the fleet nick that's what everybody i didn't participate i didn't participate in fleet nick more than i wanted to see i did not want to see the things that i saw that night i shouldn't even i almost feel like i might have been on a hiatus at that time i think because i didn't part uh, yeah i didn't participate in that but i enjoyed the fleets i enjoyed Mm -hmm. having fleets um I don't I just don't understand what the purpose is. So uh, and I understand like even like Instagram platforms like Instagram and um, (sighs) Facebook and all that stuff are, you know, big platforms. But Twitter is a more viral type of platform. So, I mean, at any point, maybe they'll have I know that they said that they have settings where you can go in there and cut it off. But maybe there's a setting in there saying that unless follow each other you can I don't know we're gonna see all I'm saying is can you just lead can you give us the app back can we have the app back because I feel like you're just a, a bully because you were bullied like hurt people hurt people you could you tell my Elion long long little long long is what I call his ass <sighs> little long long <laughs> like for real like, I just don't, I don't, it don't make sense. Like, I don't understand. Like, what are you doing? You're destroying the app. You're destroying that. I did read that he wants to have people paying eventually. Yeah. So what it said was they're going to, I think, what's it, is it in the UK? That they're going to roll out a system maybe with for new people that sign up that says that they have to pay one dollar a year so it's going to be one dollar for the year and it's to stop the bots so okay i i can i can see how that 
just might stop the box. But what's going to happen is he's going to do that. And then it's going to go up to a dollar a month. And then he's going to start incorporating. Oh, here's Twitter. Like you see what I'm saying? Like he's going to start. He's, he's trying to find a way to pick up the money, you know, to regain the money that he's lost. Recoup it, on, yeah. Yeah. Off of this $400 billion deal that was unnecessary. Like, that was completely unnecessary. So whatever. He can truly shut the fuck up again. Like it's been like I think it was last week or the week before last that I had him shut the fuck up. It, it just mean, don't even make just no be sense. A concurrent, like a what do you call him? Recurring mm-hmm. person. Just like yeah. Trump. Everybody get on here too. Everybody get on here till that man is shut up. Ain't no damn I'm sense. just happy I have him blocked and <laughs> muted and everything. I don't really hear any news. Other than what kind of squeaks out, but I don't get any of that. Thank goodness. Him and the Kardashians. Oh God, the I, yeah, I got them muted too. I, the <laughs> exact, the exact same, right? So let's go ahead and get into it. So this is what we gonna do. I don't know if you guys have been following um, my series. Anybody that's you know, again, this is your first time tuning in. This is a series that I called a decade of R and B. And so what I'm doing in this series is I am highlighting three albums that I felt are were like I don't know. I don't even really know how to explain it because it's like some of them were not my. favorite favorite back then like I listened to them but like now I listen to them heavy it's just like some of my favorites I'll just put it that way um and what I have learned over the course of doing this series I'm like so glad that I'm doing it because I'm listening to music that I haven't listened to in a while and I'm able to kind of gauge the playback value in it. You know, I could have said so, like, I don't know, was it, I think it might have been the last one I did the other day. Um, there was an album on there that, like, the first half of the hour, not even half, but maybe the first four or five songs were just, like, so great. And the rest of it was just like, eh. You know what I'm saying? But off the top of my head, I would have been like, oh, no, yeah, that album got to go in there. As a matter of fact, that's how it ended up getting a listen, right? So I'm glad that I'm doing this because I, I like, I'm revisiting music. And in most cases, like, the the more mainstream songs still have a lot of playback value. Um, and to probably folks like us who really got into 90s R&B, um, the B side, some of the B side tracks really are great. But if it's just an album that you you thought off of the top of your head, like, oh, this album was banging, and then you go back to it and you be like, I don't know if I really listened to all them songs like that. That's what I'm kind of right. taking back. Oh, That's okay. what I'm kind of uh, taking back from that. Nikki, thanks for coming to the show. Oh, she said, I call them deep cuts. Yeah. Right. Right. And I, I just call them B I just call them B side uh tracks. So I've been doing three. So I have a guest. So what we're gonna do is we're still it's still only gonna be three. Where's my camera? Right here. It's still only gonna be three <laughs> total <laughs> albums. Okay. Crazy thing is when we were talking about this earlier, because you know it was like very last minute when we actually got everything together. That's neither here nor there. Um, I saw that one of the albums were the same one. So 
So did I say that's the that's the one we're gonna start with? So let me go ahead and get this set up because y'all know I got love. Y'all know I got some little slides and stuff going on over here. I don't think that's how I want to um, do it though. Let's Pro see. Professional. There we go. Okay. Yeah, that's better. All right. So a decade of R and B, nineteen ninety four. This particular album, this next one, this first one, is the one that Jay and I both chose y'all know i listened to these albums up leading up to these these um to these recordings and again this was another kind of like surprising type of album for me but let me go ahead and put it up here it's miss brandy honey it's miss brandy norwood self-titled self-titled oh you said this is fancy thanks girl i'll be trying i'll be over here trying to do something okay so Brandy's is this her first one? Let's see. Yep, it's her first one. Um, okay, yeah. So this was her debut studio album, and to, and typically I just go give some stats about the album and play a little play a song from it. But Jay and I are gonna probably have a little conversation about it. Um, she was uh, it was released September twenty seventh, nineteen ninety four, um, on Atlantic Records, produced mainly by Keith Crouch. Um, y'all know Brandy. Brandy, actress, singer. She's been in musicals. She's been in everything. And have you seen this? Because she about to drop a Christmas album, right? Have you seen her? Why is she still? She just looks amazing. Flawless. Brandy, I don't. Okay. So fun fact. I don't like Christmas music. Um, there are some songs that I listen okay. to on All Christmas right. Day. It's because of my okay. job. And we started playing it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. New, this like uh, Halloween it's Christmas music until Chris, you know, till Christmas actually comes. So I'm sorry. I don't like it. <laughs> it just is. It gets on my nerves, but I will listen to it the day of, but in to, you know, in reference to what she's talking about, Brandy's dropping a Christmas album and she's going to make me buy this Christmas album because Brandy's singing on it. Like the vocal Bible is singing Christmas songs. Now, hopefully it's not a bunch of traditional ones. Cause I could probably do that if it's not a bunch of like, whatever old Christmas tree or whatever Christmas songs people sing these days. I don't know, but yeah, I'm here, wow. I'm here for it. I will, I will purchase, I will purchase Just it out there. Old Christmas tree. <laughs> I mean, what do, whatever. I don't know wow. the regular old stuff. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I get it. No, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, I, I like Christmas music, but I don't, I don't listen to it as much as I used to. Like if it just so happens to come on, like I'd be like, okay, but I'm, I'm okay. There are a couple of songs that I just have to hear, uh, during the year, you know, I mean, during the season or whatever, but I don't really just sit up and listen to Christmas music either. To but be if honest. you had to listen to it for two months straight, every day, all day right, for eight plus hours, wouldn't that get yeah. on your nerves a little bit? And most it of it would. is Taylor Swift and that already wants making me want to go deaf. So anyway, sorry, she dropped sorry, an guys. album, y'all. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> right, you right. You gotta you gotta hear that side of the night, and I and I gotta hear um, uh, Jesus is the reason by Kirk Franklin. And them. I gotta hear that like on repeat for a, a couple times. Like that's my jam. But anyways, when Nikki so, come to my job because you would love it there. You would love it because <laughs> that's all they do is play Christmas music from November first to <laughs> December thirty first. It's just yeah, it nah, never stops. That'll drive me nuts. That would drive me completely nuts. All right, so let's get into it. So let's look at some of the personnel on this album. Well, first of all, well, no, we'll get to the album cover in a minute. But let's look at some of the personnel on here. 
Okay, so on the keyboard, I don't know. Do y'all know who Cat Daddy Row is? I have never heard that name. Cat Daddy? Cat no. Daddy Row on the keyboards or whatever. Um, let's see. Let's see some names. I'm sure it's whoever um, her dad, because her dad was in, is in the business. So for her first album, oh. I'm sure it's whoever he knew. Look at this. Rashawn Patterson on vocal assistance. Robin Thicke, vocal assistance. Um... She has, you know, she has some folks on here. She, uh, you know, she wrote a couple of the songs on here or maybe one. Yeah, a couple of them. She wrote a couple of the songs on here. So, yeah, she had a, a cute little uh, a little folks uh, pitching in on her album or whatever. But what I've what I'm all, what I have been very interested in is to see where these people charted and like how many albums they sold. Like this always this is the part that always blows me away. So let's see. She charted. Um, and again, this is 1994. So on the U.S. Billboard 200, she peaked at 20. That's a little surprising. I would have thought it had been higher than that. Maybe. Well, maybe not then. Wait, I'm trying to get to it. She charted at you 20 on Billboard? Yeah, she charted at 20 at the Billboard 200. And then on the top R&B hip-hop albums Billboard, she charted at number six. So I guess that makes yeah, uh, I mean, just because it wasn't number one doesn't mean that it wasn't like during that time, it was so much competition, like the 90s was mm -hmm. full of so many artists, not just R&B. It was during a time where for us, yes, R&B was, <clears throat> excuse me, number one, but it was so many genres. Everybody could live and mm -hmm. have their own thing during that time. It wasn't just one dominant type of thing. So, I mean, I can see it not being number one, but still being, you know, still being up there. And also it was early in her um Yeah, her like first album singing career. People only yeah, knew her yeah. from what, Thea but mm -hmm. back then? Yeah. Yeah. So um so yeah, so that's where she peaked and let's see. Um she went four times platinum. Um Again, that's physical album. So she uh, went silver in the United Kingdom and gold in Canada. So I think that was pretty good for for a debut. I don't know, especially again, we we like to compare a lot. They like to compare like this time to times now, and it just doesn't compare when it when you really talk about physical sales, album sales, things like that. There's no comparison, especially when I just saw that damn. Um, tweet about them uh them streaming farms did you see that no what is it what do you mean what's a streaming farm it's a it's a building or a room or whatever with a whole bunch of phones connected and playing like songs on repeat or playing whatever type of what? content Yes. Who, who has these? Like the labels have I, these, or like who? I didn't even click on it. I just, you know, was scrolling. Was like, wow. I mean, it's, I mean, sense. like it was literally phones lined up. They were like sitting up on like a tripod kind of thing, and it had to been just in the shot that I saw. It had to be probably a hundred phones, and they were all plugged in, and they're playing whatever content they're playing. And so again, like to me. Mm. none of the, it's it's kind of fake yeah i mean it's they have fake. a way like i i've been a part of like fan groups or whatever and they'll say let's stream this certain song but they'll say like well you, you can't you can't play the song over and over again because it won't count so they'll put like two or three songs in between it 
And then they'll send you a playlist and pretty much what you're supposed to do is play that playlist over and over again. But those songs, that song that you wanted to, you know, make numbers, it'll be more, it'll be a lot of that song on that playlist, but it can't be back to back. Something they know the science. Okay, They're like, it can't be back to back. It can't be three minutes after this. You have to play it at least five seconds or two minutes. You can't have the volume all the way down. It has to be at this. Like they know. And I'm like, child, it's it's a lot going on. That's so much. Like, I mean, are what are you this? getting out of this? <laughs> right? Like, I just want to listen to the song that I like. And like, I'm, what are you? What, what do. do you get out of this? Okay, yeah, you see your favorite artist rise to the top, but that's fake. Yeah, that's not I real. Name no names, but it's I mean, I ain't gonna put it out there, there because that, that, that's what they do, and that's why their listen, artists may charge listen. a lot. Because cause really, like, I'm I'm old school and I don't do this internet beef. If mm-hmm. y'all going to have something to say, come knock on the door. That's how I'm going to feel about Tell it. Them. So I don't even want, I'm not even going to go there with them. But <laughs> anyways, um, so, yeah, so let's get into it. So all first right, of all, right. this album cover. Cute. Look how young she was. Like, that's the backside of, of the cover. Yeah. Like, she was just so, like young back then how old was she does it say i think she was 14 when she came out i don't know when this when this album like when she took these pictures it says she first auditioned for atlantic records when she was 11 and then they turned the executives turned her away as they felt she was too young urged her to come back when she was 14 so yeah yeah when she was with us let's go she was too young to be on Atlantic at that time. Wasn't it a whole bunch of lo- younger artists at that yes, time? They but had whatever. Maybe Simone, they're like, we're not doing this again. We gonna wait. Oh, okay. So they had they had Miss Disney. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah, I guess that makes sense. You know, she was a hip hop star when she was like six. I years remember old. she had us. What was it? That's what little girls are made. <laughs> I remember. I remember she was doing all type of stuff. Man, mm-hmm. shout out to her. Um. So yeah. So. I was able to find the back of the album, um, the back of the album cover or CD. It looks like this might be a CD. Um, Again, I always like to point out how like not plain, but simple they are. There's, they're not like extremely graphic. And I know that back then we probably didn't, didn't have the, you know, the type of graphics that we have now, but this is all we needed Right. right here. Was her sitting in front of this? Like, what What was this budget? $5? It was $5 for that first picture? Probably. You know probably what I'm saying? Like, that's JC Penny. They probably put a sheet up and just took mm-hmm. her picture like that. That's all. But, but again, look at her. That's all they needed. They didn't right. need no whole bunch of other stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then, again, on the back, like, what do they do? They take the picture. They throw a little filter. This is something that I have seen over and over with these album covers. They throw that little that whatever that color filter is over it and they just go ahead and put it out and we be happy with it and we go get the cd and we open it up and look at it and sometimes maybe hang it on a wall and what, what who was it that used to send us send the posters how did there were not like go to the store and get posters but there was a way that we could like was it did we have to write somebody or something like that or i don't know maybe it was a couple of albums that would give you a cover if, or give you a poster if you sent the proof of purchase in maybe that's what it was we don't get none of that no that. more i used to get my posters out of the magazines out of the write-ons and the fresh oh. and the word up that's where i get yeah. mine from sometimes if you like was a fan like if you were a part of their fan club and you like cuz we had to handwrite the letters and send them in to whoever you know, the address they would tell us to, they'll send you stuff then too. 
So it could have been from that too. But most of my stuff came from um, magazines. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's get into the um. Let's get into the track list. You want you want to go through the track list? I mean, we can. We can. Go ahead. Like, me, I'm gonna let, let you go ahead and do it. All right. <clears throat> so we are looking at Brandy self title. Let me get to it because I can see that, but it's sideways. So I don't want to mess nothing up. Brandy album. All right. So actually, I got it right here. Oh, everything is running slow on my end. What happened? Is it a lag? You said? I think. Yeah. I, I mean, I hear you, but I'm trying to put this. Yeah, I hear you. It's it's fine. I, hey, money bags. I can't put the thing. It's not. Oh, there it goes. Okay. Oh, I see. Y'all it, but know. I don't... Again, I'm, I'm glad you tuned in. I saw it. I saw it. Go ahead. I'm just talking. Don't okay. pay me no mind. Okay. So. We got uh, the first track is Moving On, which is written by Keith Crouch and Kipper Jones. Uh, do we talk about the songs or you just want me to, I, I forget how, how you do it. Do we, we just talk about it? I mean, so just, just, I mean, yeah, yeah. Talk about it. I mean, how you felt about is, it. Like, okay. Moving On was like, uh, it was an okay start, but back then when I was listening to it, I bought, we bought full albums, but we really only wanted to listen to the songs that we knew first and then we would go back through the album and listen to other songs so moving on wasn't one of my favorite songs it was okay but Mm -hmm. for me i probably would have led with something that was released already maybe baby but it was it was just okay for me i don't know if you you remember that song or how you felt about it i mean i didn't really it was all right like you said it was just eh, i was skipping i actually had the cassette tape so i just hit that fast forward button and then (laughs) went to the next (laughs) Because struggle, <laughs> it wasn't a CD. I, we didn't have the right. CD back then. It was the actual cassette tape. Right. Um, second one was "Baby." That was the song that was released. Everybody knows that. Baby, baby, baby. baby Everybody knows baby. that. Right. Um, Keith Crouch, uh, Kipper Jones, and Rashawn Patterson wrote that. That makes sense. I, I can hear that. I didn't know that at first, but that makes sense. Uh, right. Um, I didn't know Rashawn Patterson was on this album like this. Me either. One of one of her uh, probably top songs um, that she released. And then um, the next track, number three, is Best Friend. I love this song. I love it. It's written by uh, Keith Crouch again, Glenn McKinney. I can hear it in my head. Uh, fun fact, my very first tattoo is inspired by the song Best Friend. Um, I have music notes going down my foot. And those are actually the notes from the sheet music from Best Friend and me and my best friend at the time got that. I wanted to get something that if we Aww. ended up not being friends, it would still be cool. So right. like <laughs> we did have a little falling out. We weren't we weren't talking for a while, but I still liked it. It wasn't like a horrible tattoo because I'm like, oh, right. this is one of my my favorite songs. So, yeah, we got the sheet music and they didn't write the lines. They just wrote the notes going down um, we on our foot or whatever. So. That's dope. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so that I love that song. Um, next song, I want to be down. Obviously, everybody knows that song is her first song. I think that's what she came out with. Um, written by uh, Keith Crouch and Kipper Jones. I mean, what else can you say about that? Everybody, everybody knows Brandy for that song, and then she did a remix, which is not on the album, but right. she had Queen Latifah, MC Light, and Yo Yo on it, which is iconic. That's just iconic. An iconic song. It just is what it is. 
It was um, actually it was on the Japanese edition as a bonus track. What is it? Say. Yeah, I That's ain't have it. I ain't have the Japanese. I ain't had that one either. I got whatever they had at the Sam Goody. Is that what part. I was able to get. Um, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. Uh, the next track is she had an interlude. I dedicate. I loved these interludes because mm-hmm. this is. I mean, this was Baby Brand, but Baby Brand could still sing, mm-hmm. and just hearing her sing it was blowing. And, Yes, with the runs and her voice so light, like now obviously it's matured and it sounds, oh my God, so much like, I, I didn't think a voice can get better over time, which we kind of alluded to earlier, but mm. um, this mm-hmm. was written by Brandy um, Rochad or Rashad Holiday, Curtis Wilson, Jeffrey Young, produced by Something for the People. And if y'all don't know who Something for the People is, y'all know the song, uh, Girl, You Never... What is it? Dun, 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 Love like this. Hey. Like well, you better represent. Because my love, love is, the, is mm, the shh. The bomb, baby. That song. Ah, <laughs> if y'all remember yeah, that, that's something. who that is. Um, I don't and wait, and they the all down this group. track list. They all yeah. down this track list. Yeah, I, I'm seeing that. Producing. That makes sense. Okay. So I dedicate was just a little interlude. Loved it. Um, then the next song, "Broken Hearted." She did release this song, but she didn't release this version. She released the version with Wanye. Um, it was written by Crouch and Jones and produced by them as well. I so she didn't she didn't really release that. I thought it was I thought, it was the one where I guess Wanye. that makes yeah. When I was I, listening to it today and it came on, I was like, ah. Oh. You yeah. know, you kind of forget. Yeah, I think they, the reason, obviously, they got Wanye, obviously, because he was part of one of the biggest groups yeah, at that time. At so that why time, not? yeah. Um, but I prefer her single, like her regular, her solo one without mm-hmm. Wanye. He just, he be singing too much sometimes. And I just, I just want to hear her. Anyway, no shade against <laughs> Wanye. I just, I, get I like no, regular broken hearted. Um, next song, I'm Yours. Love this song, written by Brandy. Um, they just have last names now because we've already said some of their names. Holiday yeah, Wilson right, Young, right. produced by something for the people. It might be something for the people because I mean, they're, me all the stuff that I really love is the stuff that they produced. Um, but I'm yours. I love it. It was like a slow song, um, kind of like a love song. I I dedicated this. I think I was like 15 maybe 16 or whatever, some boy that I I had met and we were kind of like talking and I dedicated that to him. I thought that was so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so here's the people, here's the people for, from uh, something for the people, Curtis sauce, Wilson, Jeff okay. fuzzy young, and sauce. the guy that I mentioned earlier, cat daddy, cat daddy holiday. Oh. They were all from California. They okay. wrote for SWV um, in Vogue, Brandy, UNV, Ooh, um, I like you and V. Yep. Yep. So that's who they okay. are. All right. Um, next song, Sunny Day. Sunny Day is kind of an upbeat song. It's written by Brandy, um, Holiday Wilson Young, produced by Something for the People. I'm I'm I was wrong. I skipped that. Uh, I'm yours was written, was produced by McClinton and Thomas, not something for the people. Something for the people produced Sunny Day. Just a I mean, it was just like a okay song. Um mm. I didn't really, we were talking about when I listened to your podcast or I was watching your live about SWV, whichever year that was, I think it was 92. Mm -hmm. This song, besides the first 
song and I will still listen to it. It's no skips for me. I don't know about you, but I didn't I didn't skip any songs on this on this album. I had a couple. You had a couple. It is what it is. Well, Sunny Day, I would listen to it just because it was actually if I'm if I'm not mistaken, which one? Sunny Day was the beginning of side two. That's why I would listen to it because I you had to flip the tape over. Because you had to um, flip the tape over, right? Yes. Um, as long as you're here, lo- love this song. Um, it's written by Holiday Wilson Young, Tina, Trina Powell. That's Jesse Powell's sister, and they are in. Wait, what group are they in? Trina Powell. Don't stop, Brown. Uh, gotta stop, baby. Uh, do your thing. The after party. Dun 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 dun. dun. Brown. Now it says Trina up. and Tamara. What? Right. They were oh, two no, sisters. The... Trina uh... is two sisters were in a group with a guy. They sang after party. They were the Powell sisters. They are the sisters to, party. to that... um Brownstone. Is that who you're talking no, about? No, 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 no. Oh, let me look it up. Don't stop. It is who's watching? Y'all know this song? I'm uh, literally party, looking at Brown. Uh maybe it's not Brown. After party. I'm literally looking at this and it says that their names was Trina and Tamara. No, they they went solo also. Coffee Brown. Coffee Brown. Coffee Brown. Yeah. Okay. They went solo or not so, but you know, they went off on their own after Coffee Brown. So that's why that came up. But yeah, they were um now I forgot his name, Jesse Powell. Jesse Powell's sister. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. He passed away. But I didn't know that. Okay, cool. She wrote that. Um, always on my mind. Another one that I love, written by Kenneth Crouch. He also produced it. I dedicate part two, which is the next one, the next um, interlude, my favorite one. That's my favorite one. It's just something about the way she was singing that, that those runs in that particular one. Mm-hmm. Um, dope. Um, produced by Something for the People, written by Norwood, Holiday, Wilson, and Young. Um, I didn't know this. Love is on my side. Like, this side, too... Like side one on the tape was all the stuff that she released side mm-hmm. side two, which is with the B side. That's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved everything on the B side. So love is on my side is another dope one, which was written by Robin Thicke. Had no idea until today that he wrote that. Um, that's why I like waiting to look it up. Cause I be wanting yeah. to get the reactions. Cause like who knew Robin Thicke was on, was right. a part of this. No, I, I mean, and it makes sense now that you think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, him as a singer and then him writing a song but um thomas him and thomas wrote it and then produced by uh whoever damon thomas is um give me you it's kind of like a gospel-y song if you mm-hmm. if you listen to it it kind of feels very like encouraging something they might sing at church or whatever i loved it um I tried to teach myself to play this on my keyboard because I used to have a keyboard growing up and Mm -hmm. I was trying to teach myself how to play. Um, And I learned like half of the song. I just didn't get the rest of it. So I can play the, well, I can't play anything now because I don't remember, but I used to be able to play the beginning of it because it starts off with just the piano. Mm -hmm. Um, So I could play that part or used to could play that part, but written by Brandy. You might still be able to do it. Oof. This brain just ain't, it don't be braining no more. I don't know. That's how I feel about my violin. I played violin for seven years and I'll be I like, I, I don't seven know if years, I can read, I can you still read music? Girl, it's a struggle. No, I it's don't think struggle. I can. That's what I'm saying. I don't, ha- I can't, it's very hard. 
it's very hard. For me. I went maybe Pause. if we got like a little, re- <laughs> maybe if we got like a little refresher. Right. If I got like an intro course to something, I I probably could pick it up. Right. Okay. Um, but uh, written by Brandy Holiday Wilson Young, produced by Something for the People, and then the last one, um, it went out with the interlude. I dedicate part three. Uh, same people wrote it and produced it. Um, the album was 55 minutes, 31 seconds long. That's an album. That's an album. Not, Would not you talk to the like, people? Not talk just to the 20 people. minute, 30 minute. Ugh, I do Let's not. Let's talk I about how all like the it. songs were over four minutes, almost four I, and a half minutes. You can ask anybody. I do not like short. Like, I understand that's what we're getting now, so I just have to take it. But hate it. Hate don't it. give me no two minute and a half song to almost three minute when I'm really getting into it. The song is going off mm, like you got to right. have time to let it breathe. She has songs on here five minutes long, four minutes and 29 seconds, four minutes and 45 seconds. You Probably in all these albums we're going to and probably most of the 90s, you probably you wouldn't find anything under three minutes unless it was an interlude. You're going to get right. there's albums that have that have songs that are eight, nine minutes long. I love those. Like, I, I mean, it. and I, I fussed about when I talked about SWV, when they did the, the anything, when they did the slow, the s- slow start one, the little. But it was an interlude. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no, they have got to give me <laughs> they have got. And then they came out with that deluxe single or whatever it was. And it was on there. And I was like, thank you. And that's my favorite version of the song. So, oh. yeah, I, I agree with that. Yep. Is there you want to play a piece of any song that you yes I will. one of your favorites all right I and I, i'll play a piece of my my favorite too so go ahead so my favorite oh let me get to it because i didn't have it queued up my bad it's okay um my favorite song on this album is i'm yours uh like i said i dedicated it to my secret boyfriend that i had when i was like 14 and i wasn't supposed to have one but uh, he got this song, so here is a little bit of um, I'm Yours. Let me, let me move it up some, because you know, I ain't got time for this. This ain't my show, so I don't know how long I can go with yeah, it. Yeah, you know, there I already know. I'll be you know, <laughs> looking at the copyrights or whatever, but, you know. Okay, then. I mean, so, I, it's cool. I'm, I'm going to play a little, little bit, little piece of what my favorite um, song was. I'm interested and, to know what it is. I mean, honestly, I'm going to tell you right now, I cheated a little bit. And I know that this ain't your favorite, but it's my favorite. It's that oh, uh, remix know. of Broken Heart. You, do you, did you know that that's what it was going to be? No, but when you said you cheated, I already know. You said that's a 
just so like what is it it's so like I don't know if it was the music I don't know if it was the vote I don't know what it was it just takes me to a place I mean the way they did it is cute like it's it is it don't compare to her solo one for me but uh it's cute I I I get it it. I I get it I get it all right all right so all right we done with that one okay boom 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 now I'm gonna tell y'all right now this next one, so what we did was again, we had both of we had both of these in common. I had Jay come with a couple of albums. One of ours was in common. I came with one. So this next one is all about her. Now I know she talked a lot about the last one. I talked a lot about the last one too. But I'ma just go, I'ma let her, I'ma let her, I'ma let her just I'ma let her do it. Okay? I'ma let her do it. Boom. Cause we already know what it is. I mean, can we see? We see it. We right, see right it's here. up on the wall, y'all. It's on, it's the, on wall. the wall. Like, come on. Um, the best selling album. I mean, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But okay, All this right. is TLC. This is 1994, right? TLC had <laughs> dropped their debut album, Ooh, on a TLC tip in 1992. People were like, what are they going to do to top this album? Like, these girls came out in these baggy clothes and condoms everywhere and big, big clothes, but they're still kind of cute and things like that. And being all conscious, protection is the priority, safe sex. What are they going to follow that up with? And what they followed it up with was the best-selling album by a female group in the United States, period. 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 12 times platinum. I'm I'm skipping 12. 12 times platinum. It's a diamond album. I want y'all to know what diamond means. Diamond means. (laughs) Yes, please. Please go to kids. It's 10 times platinum. And this is 1994, right? So we talked about, you talked about this earlier. There's no streaming when this album came out. We're talking about people going to the store and buying. Again, I had the tape. I didn't get the CD till I was in college. So buying, going to the store, buying this 10 times over. And that's just in the United States. It sold 65 million copies worldwide, which is why they have, they are the biggest selling girl group, U.S. group, period. Just the Spice Girls beat them as worldwide. But I mean, Spice Girls was a phenomenon, whatever. Again, this is... People going and buying these albums. I have to say it like 12 times every single time. People are going to the store to buy this CD or tape or whatever mm-hmm. it was at the time. And not not streaming. No, we didn't have streaming. We were just barely on the cusp of like stealing music from like Napster and stuff. I think it was a Literally. little bit later. But Literally. regardless, it was people <laughs> buying, <laughs> buying this music. So it's some fun facts I want to point out real quick. Things that I didn't even realize by I just happened to be looking at this today. So, oh, let me get to it because this this is actually some really good information um, for that. If I can find it, where are we at? Critical reception. There we go. All right. So, you know how the kids love talking about numbers and she's a flop. He's a flop. He only sold X amount during this week. He didn't go a million in a week like Lil Wayne or Kanye or whatever did back in the day. Right. Mm-hmm. I've already said what this album did, but let me tell you something. When it debuted, when it first debuted, 
It debuted at number 15 on the U.S. Uh, Billboard 200, right? It's not mm-hmm. shabby, but it's not great. Mm-hmm. They only sold, they only sold 77,000, 77,500,000 um, copies in the first week. Kids today will say that's a flop, right? Mm-hmm. But let me tell you what's the difference between now and the 90s. Because it actually had staying power. Like people actually listened to it past the first week. So it dropped in, when did it drop? Let me go back up. Um, November 15th, 1994, right? Only sold 77,000 copies in its first week. TLC's a flop, according to today's, you know, people. Uh, right. Right. Okay. So we the people see. that ain't never physically bought a, a CD in their life. Okay. <laughs> we we gonna see. January thirtieth, it went gold. This is a ninety five. It the same day, it got certified platinum. The same day, it got certified two times platinum. In July, it was certified. I mean, in May, three times platinum. In July, four times platinum. At the end of July, five times platinum. September, six times platinum. November, seven times. I can go on, guys. What I'm trying to tell you is, is people listen to this music well past the release date, well into the next year of this album being dropped. This is what people did. So not everyone who dropped was an instant like success. People actually listened to music. And it traveled. It traveled um, slow, a little bit slower too. Like you know, it it you know, unless you were like breathe. We weren't. It wasn't microwave artists. It wasn't somebody that you know you had to listen to because the next best thing was coming in two days. Like it had stand power. It it didn't turn diamond until June twenty sixth, two days before my birthday of ninety six. But it was platinum. That means a million. One month, a million the next month, a million. They were just building. That's how you build a career. And now they're the biggest selling girl group from the U.S., period. Period. That y'all would have like, called a flop because they only sold seven, 77,000 copies. Stop it. Okay, let's move and on. They, and again, and the, mo- and, the, and the music wasn't throwaway music. I, I, and I, I call music that today because people have they it's it just doesn't stick it doesn't stick to the majority of the people that listen to it there may be fans of certain music and that you know you're gonna just continue to listen to it but it doesn't it, they, all these people that that really be saying that they like fool with them like that like they just throw it away they're waiting on the next best thing because everything is so sh- you know such a short reach with it yeah everybody like i don't think People just don't have a good attention span these days. Even myself. Me I don't either. know if it's the music or it's or it's just the way we are these days and we've just been conditioned. We have a 24-hour news cycle. Everything is always happening all the time. So it's hard to like pay attention. For me though, even if I find an artist that I really like, I'll still listen to their album. It, three years later, I'm still listening to that same album. Maybe somebody else same. isn't. But that's just how I... I guess I just grew up like that. So I, I will go back to an album, but it is a lot of artists that just don't catch my attention and I probably won't ever listen to their album again. It's just, it's a mix of both. I think they don't just mm-hmm. have the stand power and then it's just not that, that 
what do you call it? Re- replay, the replayability right. value, the replay value. Yeah. It just it be, and again, uh, people are just looking for the next best thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, and it's it kind of sucks for the artists. Uh, again, this whole streaming, the whole streaming industry is just. I I think that they're getting like, even though it's it's easier for them, I think they're getting like they're not getting a good end of the deal. To be honest, yeah. like it's I, a gift I don't know, and a curse. It's a gift and a curse for them. But before you before you go on, let me just okay. back up just a little bit and okay. just okay. Let, let's talk about who's in the group. Because you know, oh. I knew you. Ha- I knew you had to get it off. No, it's okay. I had I knew, to. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I I know. Go ahead. I know because because you know we we know why. So um. <laughs> So who's in the group? Okay. Um, oh, you doing you doing it? Okay, go ahead. I think I even need to make sure I get their names right all the time, girl. As y'all can see, I'm a T. Like I got my TLC on this side. I got my TLC on this side. I don't play when it comes to my girls. Okay, go ahead. I can. All right, TLC consists of three members. You got T-Boz, Tion Watkins, who is the main singer. Um, they kind of started her off as being the main singer. Yes, pennies on the dollar. They don't make that much streaming. Um, then you have um, Left Eye, Lisa Lopez, who was the rapper, who's also the pretty much the creative behind TLC. She came up with a lot of their ideas, their show ideas, the way they looked, the way they dressed and things like that. Um, and she was a, a writer, producer for them and things like that. And then you have Chili. Most most of the people are in love with Chili. Real name, Rosanda Thomas. Um, and she's the what they call straight R&B. So T-Boz was like the funk. Left Eye was the rap. And Chili was what they call straight R&B. So their voices together um, really changed the game. Because nobody, when they came out, nobody was was doing that at all. And really, nobody's done that since. I mean, Escape tried, but it just, they had to go a different you direction. You said they tried it. You said they, they tried, tried it a little it. bit. Yeah, it just didn't work for them. So they went a different direction. It's fine. <laughs> okay, but wait, you forgot one You forgot one member of the group. Who, Crystal? Haven't you told us several times that me? you're the fourth member of TLC? Kyle says that. Kyle calls me the fourth oh, member Oh, I of thought TLC. it was you. I thought you were. <laughs> He calls me that because I'm such a big fan. I, but I literally, my dream was to go to Atlanta and be a part of TLC. And I literally wanted to go to college in Atlanta because that's where they were. I found the address to um, LaFace Records. It was on Peachtree, but I didn't know in Atlanta is like 17 Peachtree streets. Yeah. So my parents was like, we're going to this Peachtree. So if it ain't there, you're not we're not going to see we're not going up there so <laughs> needless to say i did not i did not make it because <laughs> they went to two peach trees and they were like no we're we're not here for this we're here to take you on these college tours not to meet tlc so sorry but <laughs> well at least they tried my parents for trying i just didn't oh. know it was several ones my heart was broken but you know i got over it but yes i really wanted to like go to school i was i wanted to go to school in atlanta so i can get a degree and then go work for LaFace but by the time I graduated I don't think LaFace was a thing much it, you know they kind of disbanded from LaFace oh. as a well record. and LaFace was all over the 90s because they was in uh, one of the albums from uh, my last episode as well mm-hmm. um, but it was a lot of people that was all over this this album um, you had uh, Five Dog had a guest appearance um, mm-hmm. Dallas Austin 
um, on a lot of the the keys, the the keyboards and drums. Jermaine Dupri, additional vocals. I'm sure he probably has some. Um, oh, let's see. He wrote a couple of couple of the songs. You had Babyface again because they was on the Face Records. Um, uh, I said Dallas Austin already. Had tons of people. <laughs> Uh, Chucky Thompson. They had uh, Busta Rhymes. They had uh, Deborah Killings. Um, organized Noise, who was responsible for Outcast. Um, you had Andre Three Thousand on there. Um, a I lot. mean, it was a whole lot of heat. It was a lot. Let's get they, into they the track list. All right. So, number one, first track list is the intro lead. It's featuring Fife. He had a dope, dope rhyme on this. Um, Fife Dog is from A Tribe Called Quest, if y'all don't know who that is. Um, He was one of the rappers. I believe, I want to say he passed away. Rest in peace, um, Fife Dog. He he did. Was that him that passed from Sickle Cell? No, I know he passed, but somebody passed from Sickle Cell that T-Boz, because T-Boz has Sickle Cell as well. But I think it was a person from Mob Deep. Um, But regardless... If somebody, I don't know. Don't get me the line, y'all. Look it up. Regardless, right. <laughs> intro loop with Five <laughs> Dog Dope, <laughs> written um, by him and Jermaine Dupri. Second song was Creep. That was their debut song for this album. This is when they came out with the silk pajamas everybody was wearing, mm-hmm. um, that had the little buttons open so you can see their their little midriffs. Um, right. So they're changing the game, which with they little again, sex appeal. Escape tried, and you know what? I'm just saying. <laughs> Traces on my lipstick. Anyway, um, the next <laughs> that was um, written by <laughs> Dallas Austin and produced by Dallas Austin. The next one, "Kick Your Game." I love this song. Uh, written by Jermaine Dupri, Manuel Seal, uh, Left Eye, because she rapped on it. It was produced by uh, Jermaine Dupri and Seal. Fourth song, uh, "Digging on You." Uh, Digging on you, they did release that. That was um, the con. The video was like concert footage from their their tour they were on. Babyface wrote it and produced it. Um, Sound like something he is saying, right? It it sounded exactly like Babyface. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. Um, fun fact: the beginning of that song, "Digging on You," the video version when you hear that dun 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 that part, mm-hmm, Jay Z mm-hmm. sampled it for one of his albums. Um, so, shout out to okay, TLC for then. that. Come on with the facts, then. Um, Come on like and put the enough. facts out about the group. Um, <laughs> the next song, "Case of the Fake People." Uh, I I don't particularly like that song, but um, is written and produced by Dallas Austin. It is a kind of take on what's that song? They smile in your face all the time. They want to oh, okay. take your place, them backstabbers. It's it's a kind of a take on that. I I don't like that that song really. But anyway, next song, Crazy Sexy Cool Interlude. That's with T Boz, uh, Puffy, Carl Thomas. Um, they wrote it. Tion's speaking on it. T Boz is speaking on it. Um, one of my favorite interludes. It's produced by Chucky Thompson and. Puffy, if uh, most people know Puffy back in the day, he worked a lot with Chucky Thompson um, with a lot of his artists. Next song, Red Light Special. Everyone knows that song. Um, one of their most popular songs. <laughs> okay, question. Tell me, what what do you think Red Light Special meant? What have you heard that it meant or what did you think that it means? 
you want me to it doesn't mean i know that i've heard people say it's like running the red light is that what they're talking about what's running the red light like the sex part yeah like no i've I've heard that before but that didn't that it doesn't make sense to me that that. that's what this would be right someone just recently told me i i actually just did an episode about tlc that i'm going to release later but um Someone told me that on that episode, and I'm like, I've never heard that in my life. I thought Interesting. red light special was like when we were young, you used to go have the, the basement parties and you turn the red light on so you can get, you know, cozy with whoever you weren't supposed right. to be in the basement with. <laughs> That's what that right. meant, right? Right, right, right. Um, so I never heard that other thing. I just was wondering if you had heard it because maybe I'm just out of the loop because yeah. I've never heard that. Um, the next Nikki one said is, she thought it was a red light district. I thought it was just like, okay. like when I, it could be that I, when I hear red light special, honestly, I think a blue light special. Do you remember what Kmart? blue light special was? Yes. <laughs> Not the blue light specials at Kmart. <laughs> You'd be walking around at Kmart and that blue light come on and be like, oh, we got to get to that part of the stove. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. Quickly. <laughs> All right. Um, what's the next song? The next song is Waterfalls. <laughs> Probably their most um, um, crossover, most widespread song um, that they have out. Love That's that what song. propelled them to be one of the, you know, to be the best selling uh, girl group and to propel this song. Because the Red Lights is Marquise Etheridge, uh, uh, Lisa Lopez, Organized Noise. Uh, wrote and then organizing noise produced it it was it was kind of quintessential tlc because you know tlc first album was very much like social conscious and like Mm -hmm. let me you know help you we want to protect and all that other stuff so this song was really about like um aids hiv awareness um actually attended a, a seminar they had on aids hiv um during the time this song was um out um, I was they had and the video was amazing i mean it oh, was yeah. sad, the video was, was one of the most expensive videos i think during that time i think it was over a million dollars and no one had wow. seen anything like that before um so that intermission lewd the next one with jermaine dupree uh, that's just an interlude um let's do it again written by uh babyface and john john and produced one of my favorites. It's a kind of slow song, T-Boz and Chili. Uh, Left Eye didn't rap on it. It was just T-Boz and Chili. I'm sure um, Left Eye was there somewhere. Uh, number the 11 was If I Was Your Girlfriend. That was a Prince remake. So obviously it was written by Prince. Um, produced by Puffy, Chucky Thompson, and Dallas Austin. Uh, the next one is the Sexy Interlude. Now that one was hilarious. It was pretty much a phone prank. Where Chili calls Puffy and she's sounding like, you know, she's in heat (laughs) and (laughs) she ends up flushing the toilet. Can I tell y'all how many times me and my best friend called guys and did this same exact thing to every guy in high school? childish. And we had to do star six, nine. Was it star six, seven or star six, nine to block Uh, the number? Star six, seven, I think. Star six. Y'all don't know nothing about this. So we had landlines back in the day. We had these things called landlines. They weren't cell phones. And in order to block somebody from seeing your number, you do star six, seven. 
so they couldn't see your number and, and do a star six nine and call you back because there was no register of the number. So we would that call star the guys. six nine was just everything, wasn't Girl, it? Girl, you quick the star six nine. Do not play like, on my phone. <laughs> do not play on my phone. Right. When you first got it, how hyped was you? Like, oh, oh we I got star sixty nine. I was hyped to have call waiting. I'm like, wait a minute, wait, hold on. Let me let me put you on hold real quick. Click see, over. I think we always had call waiting. <laughs> And three-way be on the three-way and somebody trying to call. call My mama didn't cuss me out. Mm -hmm. I saw Brenda was trying to call me. (laughs) Oh, that caller ID when they got that separate caller ID when you can see when people were calling. I had to erase the school calling because I didn't show up that day. You ain't right. Before my mama (laughs) (laughs) You ain't right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, that was a dumb... If y'all haven't heard that, y'all should check it out. It's pretty funny. Um, Next song, Take Our Time. Uh, Love that. It is very uh, chilly for it. I think she's actually the only one singing on it. T-Boss might have done some background on it, but that was her song. Um, Arnold Hennings, Deborah Killings wrote it, and Dallas Austin and Hennings produced it. Uh, The next one, Can I Get a Witness interlude that's featuring Busta Rhymes. Love that one. Him and Left Eye are on there. Um, Trevor Smith is Busta Rhymes, so he wrote it. Um, with uh, Puffy and uh, Chunky Thompson, and then produced by Thompson and Combs. Switch, another song, uh, Love That, written by uh, Dupree Seals and, and Left Eye, produced by D- Dupree and Seal. And then Something Wicked This Way Comes, the last song on the track. This is featuring um, Andre from... Um, Outcast and Left Eye is rapping on it. And she's kind of like a spoken word, not necessarily rapping. And uh, uh, it's it, it's like very, it, it kind of set itself apart from most of the songs on that album. It's um, kind of like a grassroots. It just sounded very like folk type of, it just didn't sound like a regular R&B song. But the the stuff that they were singing about was was very like important and stuff like that. So to hear um, Andre rap what he was rapping and then you hear left eye spoken word it's like both of them their minds are not on this planet like <laughs> the way that they like their things yeah yeah so it was a, a match made in heaven to have both of them on that song but anyway um produced by organized noise um etheridge left eye or written i'm sorry left eye and then andre benjamin who was andre 3000 and produced by organized noise um they did have some limited editions um to that but I bought all the maxi singles so I had all these songs on maxi singles if y'all don't know what maxi singles are that is when you would the single contain like seven versions of that song different mm-hmm. mixes of it and then you might get a bonus track where it would be an unreleased song that wasn't on the album so and you might even get lucky and get an instrumental on there oh yeah and on the maxi single it was always an instrumental mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. always but again, this this album, uh, 56 minutes, 10 seconds, and not one song, the only, no, not one song is under four minutes, well, one song is under four minutes at three minutes and 30 seconds. Everything else is four minutes and over. So do you have a favorite? You want to play a little clip? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me get to it. Okay. I knew you was going to have to. I, I said, let me go ahead and let Jay get this off. When she sent it to I, me, I already knew it was on the list. Yeah, I had to. Any opportunity I get to talk about my girls, I want to talk about it. So here is, and I'm going to try to skip ahead because I know we be doing stuff different on other people's platforms. So here we go. This is Take Our Time. This is the one where Chili is on. I just love it because it's just 
to hear Chili by herself because most of the time she was singing hooks. Mm-hmm, like she mm-hmm. was, I don't want to call her the Michelle, but you know, Michelle, Michelle is build a bridge, Michelle Williams. Like she's, she's the queen of bridges. Like right, she's, right, right. she kills I get it. it. So you only heard Chili a lot on just like these bridges and stuff like that. So here is her singing her song, Take Our Time. Y'all have to listen to the whole song when y'all get there. But Chili went playing on this song. I'll play just a little clip of my favorite song off the album, if y'all don't mind. I mean, it's one of the mainstream ones, but it really, really, really was my jam. What is it? She gives him love and that his body can handle, but all he can say is, baby, it's good to me. Jam. I really loved the video. I said that already, but I did. Yeah, I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Okay, so that's two. We are, we got one more to, to cover. I don't even think I told you what it was. I don't think I did. Mm-mm, but um, y'all, I, I ain't gonna hold y'all. This is one of my favorite groups in the nineties. Still one of my favorite groups. I still listen to this album. I don't. I'm about to look at it again, but I don't think there's a skip on here for me. And it's black shit. I, I kind of figured you were going to pick that. You you kind of knew. I, when I was looking through it, I was like, I think I think she's going to do that one. Yeah. Black Street. This is like Black Street went through so many members. I don't even know what all the, the you know, I don't even know because I feel like like three different members have been changed out of Black Street at some point in time. But this was the one where Dave Hollister was was a part of the group, and I think that. Before I always do this, I probably should have looked it up, but I feel like before Dave was in the group, there was somebody else, and they're they are the ones that their vocals are mainly on this album. I feel like Dave Hollister's vocals are not on the whole album. Was it um um I can't even think of it. Who they had in the group before? I know who you're talking about because they changed Chauncey's too. Chauncey yeah, but he came it. back, didn't he, at some point in time? Yeah, like, yeah, Chauncey yeah. came back. Because mm-hmm. um, it was somebody, like, right before. But anyway, so Blackstreet. Again, this is one of my... I still listen to this album today. Um, I, I probably listen to it at least once a month. It was extremely hard for me to pick a favorite. I, I, I Honestly, I couldn't, but I'm going to just play, you know, whichever one I get to when I get on there. Um, Blackstreet, this was their their debut studio album, released in 1994 off of Interscope Records. Um, the group was formed by Teddy Riley. Y'all know Teddy Riley was just making up groups at some point. Like he I, never I feel not like had a group. He never career. not had a group. Rex and Effect. 
guy guy rex and black street like and i feel like it was somebody else but and also teddy riley is just one of them producers like he's just one of those people that he just has his hands had his hands in so much who did he do the verses against oh it was baby yeah because his internet wasn't working (laughs) and wasn't that the one where tyree started throwing the towel and the dude, right? Right. <laughs> what a time! What a time! And the dude was in the back dancing because he was trying to have that hope. <laughs> and, and Tony Braxton got on there and said, "Kenneth, just log off." Kenneth, get, oh don't, don't my do god! <laughs> when I tell y'all that was some black ass, blacky black ass <laughs> shit going on that night. Like, everybody was like, you know what? I am done watching this. But you couldn't really turn it off because you just needed to know what was going to happen. And then they ended up having to redo it. They ended up having to, like, re, like do it at another date. So, anyways. Yeah, yeah they did. Because Babyface had his own concert afterwards. Remember? Because they couldn't finish it. So, he went live on his own one and started playing his own music. Right. And, you, and he was so irritated. He was so... Babyface was... <laughs> yo versus was really yo when it was, was real versus not like this one that they do now when it was instagram versus yes that was that was that it was, was so stuff. dope so anyways oh god so, um all right so uh teddy riley with chauncey hannibal um and it says after the uh disillusion of teddy riley's former group guy so it was right after he had to jump right in he was one of he's one of them people that can't be out of a relationship for too long (laughs) he gotta jump gotta jump right back in right um uh let me see why don't they just get uh give me like all the names at one in one place i can't i don't know why they used to do this okay here we go no maybe down here at the bottom um on vocals i don't even see it so anyways I'm going to just go ahead and get right into it. First of all, let's get into this album cover. My guys is up in the sky. Ain't no clouds up there. Ain't no clouds up there. It's just them. They are the clouds. I don't really know what the, I wonder what the inspiration was behind. Girl, this is the nineties. You ain't have to have, this is just supposed to say they, they, they street, they street wise. They got a little gangster to them. Well, maybe that's the black, the first side. Because you see the you see the the back of the cover is a street, so maybe they're right. the black. It could be black street, but what I'm saying is them hovering over those buildings in 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 mid air and at midnight. <sighs> it was them a lot. Just like they watching over the city because they got street cred and their black street. It could be, but wasn't they from like? Let me see. This is not. <laughs> I'm not saying they were hard. I'm just saying. This is what I'm getting from it. Okay, so let me read this little part. So it says they recorded one song for for the soundtrack of CB4 called Baby Be Mine, which is on here, I think, um, before they could record an album. Um, Stone Street, who was in the group, left the group. He was the one that left and was replaced by former Force One Network singer Dave Hollister. Remember Dave Hollister was in Spirit, Spirit. What's that? What movie was that on? Y'all remember that? I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Spirit. 
What? It was on a soundtrack. Uh, maybe like <laughs> school days or something or something like that. It was on a soundtrack. Anyways, he was in that group. Um, they re-recorded Baby Be Mine for their self-titled uh, debut. Hollister's vocals were added on the album version. So that's, you know, I had it mm-hmm. all messed up. Um, June 21st, June 21st, 1994 is when this came out. And I feel like, let me see. Uh, I think it was a CD I had. I don't think I had this tape. I think it was, I think I've always had a CD and I've had it a couple of times and I might still mm. have it. You still got some CD? I know you do. You got all types okay, of stuff. I got over a whole there. You got tapes CDs. and everything. I got right. tapes and everything. Um, and it was like, so also another thing about this album was um, it was R&B, but it was uh, a part of the New Jack Swing. So anything that had that New Jack Swing feel, like it, it sounds exactly what it says, New Jack Swing. It was like, a, you know, like a, a up-tempo type of deal. So they had a, they had a bunch of up-tempo um songs on this actual album so uh let's see let me see where they were at on the charts so we had they peaked at number 52 on billboard 200 and on the top r&b hip-hop albums they peaked at number seven so i guess that's about right for them because i mean either you either you you loved black street or you just wasn't it wasn't really your thing right i love them i just everything about them they went platinum so they they sold a milli so that's good um and they went silver in the united kingdom so i guess that's good they ain't do too shabby whereas one of the other people that i looked at like you couldn't even find stats on them i i I was just like wow how do i really like i really love this album but there's no stats on these people but whatever um let's see so getting into a uh a few contributors of the album. I'm tr- I always try to go down the list to see if there's anybody that um, that jumps out. But oh, here's the actual members of the group. It was Chauncey, Dave Hollister, Levi Little. That's who I was missing, and Teddy Riley. Um, let's see. I can't. I don't really see anybody on here that's sticking out. That I'm like, oh, I couldn't believe that they were on there because a lot of it was inspired clearly by. Um, Teddy Riley. So let's get into the track list. Um, they had the the number one was the intro. It was just like this very it was like very intro-ish. Like it was super intro-ish. Like it was like a what was it a horn or something? Or no, it had to be the keyboard. Had to be uh Teddy Riley on that damn keyboard just doing something um for 56 <laughs> seconds like but but i mess with it like again I, I don't really have any skips on this album but we about to see baby be mine like i said we talked about baby be mine that was um in cb4 and then um they had a song on there called you blow my mind um again i could i could go and it, you it, like their songs you have to listen to like all of these first songs one two three uh four five were like all like new jack swing type songs like they weren't really like love songs they were like songs that you could dance to um it was you just had to be on that type of a vibe to to enjoy them and i i've always enjoyed anything that was pretty much any of the new jack swing stuff um um so i like the way you work 
was number five. Good life. It's good life. Uh, slowed down a little bit. Um, and so did physical thing. Like both of those kind of, it's like they slowed down. It's like they were sliding into the slow part of the album. Right. So, um, number eight was make, make you wet. It was kind of on the same as good life and physical thing. There's a, there's clearly there's a pattern here. Okay. Clearly there's a pattern. Cause guess what the next song was booty call. You know what I'm saying? Like clearly there was a pattern here. Is that, or is that not a booty call? Can you help me? I know y'all remember that. Was it, did, did he do that on the standup? Bill Bellamy. Uh, it was his stand-up because he turned it into a, he turned it into a movie. But yeah, it was his stand-up. Right, because he was like, fellas. Yeah, because I think yeah. that's where they got that from. And they were talking about, he was talking about that issue with Mike Tyson. And uh, uh, I don't, I'm going to say the wrong name. I can't even, I, I don't, I'm not going to say her name because I'm going to say the wrong person. But y'all know back in the day. Robin Mike, Givens? Robin Givens, yes. Okay. I was literally going to say Holly Robinson Pete, and I knew that was wrong. <laughs> I knew that was 100% not from? correct. I don't know. Um, so then, so again, I listened to all of that. But all, but my favorites are, t- clearly they're the, the slow songs of the of the uh, album. and But I listened to all of the fast stuff, too. I know I've said that like eight times already. Um, one of the, f- the first one, so number 10 was loves in need. And this was a remake of Stevie wonders loves in need. And I don't really did. I, t- I don't can't remember when we did the remakes episode episode. I think I had this on there. I would hope that I wouldn't have forgot forgotten about this song because it is re- literally one of my favorite remakes ever. Like I love this song. And then they had Joy. If you don't remember anything about Black Street, you have to remember Joy. The video, all of it was just, do you remember it? For Joy? Joy, yeah. Yes, it Joy, had his, yes. uh, one of the guy's daughter in it. The baby, it right, right, movie. right. And they were like with the orchestra or something in, in this kind of open room. Yep. Right, it was a very soft, very loving um, type of song. Again, I, I you know... They probably still play it here and there on the radio if you listen to the radio or like the old school channels. I'm pretty sure that they still play it. Um, if I had to guess, if I was a DJ, I would. Um, and then you could have right. You had before I let you go. So that that one was one of their sing. What's that one? Yeah, that was the third single off the album. Oh, I was humming something else. I thought it was that wasn't before I let you go. And ain't that, that how I go in the don't background? Leave. Oh, don't leave. Do, 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 Is that ain't it? Did I yeah. have it mixed up? I thought you that's what you were singing. Before Maybe you were singing this song. Before I was I was off. My bad, oh, y'all. I'm tripping. I'm tired. And I get a kiss. That's all it is. Yep. Right. You know, check me, Jay. Check me. <laughs> but that other one was also a jam too. But anyway, it ain't on here. And so then there was an interlude of a confession that led to a song called Falling in Love Again. This is where David Hollister really got off. I just want to let y'all know that this here, this here song is where Dave really did 
what needed to be done. Left no crumbs, four plus eight, four plus four, eight. Eight, eight, yeah. Is what happened on this song. <laughs> um, and then it was another interlude because, you know, again, the 90s was about interludes. We said we was going to do an interlude episode. We got to make that happen. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Um, uh, the 90s was about interludes. So th- there was an interlude called Candlelight, and they were basically talking about this candlelight night that they're that they're wanting to have or going to plan for you know them and they boot they boot thing right and it led into this album really did have like a whole story it led into um tonight's the night so you know they said we're gonna have a candlelight and then they went into tonight's the night which was a jam and there was a young lady is that is that this one um yeah, uh, da, 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 da. I can't think of what her name was. It says Hugo, Lucas, Riley, Riley, and Williams. And maybe it's, no, that's for real. That's for real. That's on there. Wow, who knew? Anyways, a jam. What you, next? What? Um, um, tonight's tonight. Tonight's tonight. It was Hugo, a, it was Hugo a, and Williams. That's, um, that's the Neptunes. Right. Chad, but it was Chad a, Hugo. But what there was a a lady that sang on there, wasn't oh, there? It I was. Know. I don't. Re- I don't remember this song. I didn't have I this album. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, and then Happy Home, which was a lot of people's favorite on this album, like a jam. This man is now, and you know, I'd listen back to it. You know, so, you know we. We kind of in our like girl power days or whatever. So like he's asking, you know, what he wanted somebody to cook and clean and all this. And I, I'm not mad at it. It's it's a it's a damn jam, okay? Because he's singing his heart out. But he also also why he said he wants you to cook and clean. He's like, hey, you want me to keep all this up for you? Which was the diamonds and the pearls. That's what he said first. You want diamonds, you want pearls, just I just need you to cook. I think it's a fair exchange. I'm not even gonna sit up here and hold okay. you about it. I feel like it's a fair exchange. Somebody gonna do y'all gonna take care of me. I will stay at home and cook clean. I don't have no problem with that. Um, <laughs> um the next song was uh Wanna Make Love. So it was just a uh very sultry um jam of a jam like you put it on the get the draws playlist that's that goes on the get the draws playlist so if you've never heard it go ahead and take a listen and if you agree let me know and then um there was another interlude called once in a lifetime and after that it was um giving you all of my loving which was a up they ended the album on an upbeat uh type of a song this was one of my favorite albums i said that 12 times already and that's okay (laughs) <laughs> I love this album No skips for me I sit here and I'll listen to it Over and over and over Especially Especially like The second half of And it had 20 tracks on it And, and like good, all the good, songs Probably quality Good quality songs as well Quality Like Is this not telling me How long the whole album was Wait it's up here uh, 73 minutes Ask your fave oh, to do that That's a good That's a good Uh that's over an hour. Ask your fave to do that mm. from today. I don't know if it's gonna happen. I'm just putting it out there. So, do you? Isn't any? You just said you didn't have this album, so it might not be nothing that you want. But play I do. Anyway. I, there's a song that I like. Okay, go ahead. Oh, you want me to play it? <clears throat> okay, yeah. hold on. This is one of my favorite songs. We already uh, talked about. It. I actually do like the 
the the Stevie Wonder remake that they did mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Black Street was sounded good. I just was I couldn't. So people don't know I grew up in a church household and we couldn't listen to secular music. So the albums that I really, really wanted, I had to sneak and buy. And this wasn't one that I was feeling like it was worth me, um, you know, having to have the Bible study that night for. So I, I, get it. I just <laughs> I had passed. If I'm going to pick one from 94, it was going to be TLC. I'm going to get in trouble for them. I'm probably not going to get in trouble for right. the, the Black Street. <laughs> but my favorite song on this album, if I can get to it by Black Street is what do you think it is? You already said it. It's um, Love's in Need. Nope. It's this oh. one. That was so yes. That is just such a beautiful song. It is. I can just listen to that over and it over and over and song. over again. And the and the video is cute. Like it is. It's a rap. It's a rap for me. It's a. It is. It's a beautiful. It's. It is a like they really gave us one. They really mm-hmm. gave us one with that. Right. Um, and it wasn't. Like I love the that same, song. Like lead singer. People were used to hearing like Dave and. Right Chauncey. and Chauncey, right? Yeah. Was this Mark? Was that? It was this the group? The part? I forget no, his I name, but I was I so like when I first names. heard, I was like, "Oh, look, he's like he, he gets Levi. a chance to sing." Levi. It was okay. probably it was probably Levi because I think Mark is it Middleton. It wasn't Morrison. Mark somebody. He came with the next version of Black Street. But anyways, my favorite song. Off of this album again, I love that song too, and I love "Loves and Need" and all of the songs on here. But this was my favorite. Dave did what needed to be done on Falling in Love Again. I love his voice. I've never heard that song, but that is <sighs> anything in the 90s. It just is everything goes together so well on those songs. Like, I can listen to that. He was so soulful. He grew up mm-hmm. in the church, too. Did you hear, did you see that tweet that was going around that said music is different now because people aren't uh, brought up singing in the church? I think I saw that. I saw that, yeah. Like, and I don't think there's any, like, shade to, like, the religion or anything like that. I think it was just, like, they train differently or something. Like, like, it makes sense. It's not a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. It's not a whole lot that sounds like that. But anyways, we've been on here. They had time to let their voice develop when they were in church growing up. And I think that maybe what they're saying, like, it feels like it's missing because it's just... There's no like there's no there's, soul behind there's it. There's no really. soul behind it. Yeah. It's just very 
whatever. Like there's some yeah. out there that's doing their thing, but yep. I know I hear your doggies back there and Girl, PJ yeah. is outside He's, the door. He said, "Look, you did not say it was going we were going to be sitting here this long." I know, so and you know this is what quiet. we do. <laughs> I know, but look, let me, I'm gonna tell you this. I appreciate okay. you coming on mm-hmm. and and blessing the Lit Life podcast, and I gotta have you back again. Yes, um, yes. At some point, we gotta do this interlude episode. Uh, it was another one too. I felt like oh, it was like a bracket of um, oh, it was an interlude bracket is what it was. So, anyways, we'll mm. talk about it later. Okay. Um, I found I saw one. Mike actually posted it from one twelve. Oh, okay. Uh, Cause you know they probably gonna win in my book, but anyways, um, I appreciate you. Hey, okay. thanks for everybody that's over there on J side uh, listening or watching. We appre- I appreciate you. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and get the audio up for this maybe tomorrow sometime on Spotify, um, uh, Spotify for podcasts. And Jay, go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, what's going on? My name is Jay. I um. <clears throat> excuse me i am the host of jay's quick three podcast um is where i pick three topics i talk about them as only i can from my own point of view but i am still doing that but i'm kind of venturing off to grow my youtube channel so i um, invite you to come to my youtube channel it is called the j spot network i think you can search it by doing the j spot network but if not um Autumn has my information, should have my information in her show notes. You can go to my website, jaysquick3pod.com. All my information is there. Please check me out. Please watch my videos. I talk about music, entertainment, sports, anything you can think of, news stories. I talk about it. So listen to my podcast or watch my videos. I never thought I'd be saying that. But um, right. You have me. you have Autumn so knows. grown. Autumn <laughs> knows I didn't even want to be on camera with them, let alone be on camera myself. You know what I'm saying? So here some weirdo just being <laughs> weird. on here. So, I, you just got it. I get the trolls on mine. Like... But regardless, check me out. Feel free to check me out. Thanks, Autumn, for having me on. This was so dope. I appreciate it. I always love being on your show. So that's it. All right. Well, until y'all know where to find me, hell, Autumn Aries everywhere. So until y'all hear me or see me again, peace. Peace out, y'all.